0: too, baby. It feels so good to have fantasy football back and regular football. College football's taken off. It is truly the best time of the year. And with that being said, we got to talk about all this crazy stuff that happened. I'm your host, Big Billy FF, and I am here to run down the entire Sunday slate of football from the Jets' crazy comeback to the Cardinals' crazy comeback, to the Colts' lack of a comeback. Look, y'all know the deal at this point. We're going to do three talking points per game, a player of the game that does not matter. And we're going to dive in to all of the important pieces you may want to talk about around the water cooler at work tomorrow. So with that being said, we're going to kick it off with what we thought would be the most exciting game of the week, but boy, is, there, is it a contender this week. Jets beating the Browns 31-30. to Woo, what a comeback. Takeaway number one, the Jets have a bright future in their young core of Wilson, Moore, Brees, Carter. Their offense is stacked with young talent, and if all of them continue to develop the way they look like they will, oh boy, should things be excited for exciting for Jets fans. Next up, if Zach Wilson is better than Joe Flacco, which he better be, he's going to be a great asset when he comes back. This offense is custom-made for fantasy production at the quarterback position. There is so much talent around them that if he can complete passes, he's going to be fantasy relevant. Finally, Chubb was bailed out by three touchdowns this week but he also was silently used well in the passing game, which could make him more valuable later on. Look, every game is going to look good if you have three rushing touchdowns, but Nick Chubb looks like he might be sneaking into that passing game a little bit. Player of the game, I'm going to take the breakout hero, Garrett Wilson, but I also want to give a shout out to Flack Daddy, leaving a crazy comeback. Next up, the Lions show out versus the Commanders. 36-27. First off, Amon Ra St. Brown is going to push to be a dynasty wide receiver one. He feels like the next Debo that we keep attributing to different players, he just feels like the offense runs through him. It's a great choice if it does. Next up, the commanders could produce a ton of fantasy value with how poor their defense looks. They could be moving into Falcons territory where they're always down and always airing the ball out. Finally, Samuel and Dotson are legit. You should buy them in redraft. If there's still a situation where they're on waivers, you need to go get them. Player of the game, I'm going to take Amon Ra St. Brown, because there's only so many jokes I can make, and the dude deserves it. Next up, the Bucks beat out the Saints 20-10. First off, Fournette is going to keep being valuable especially if Bucks players keep going out of commission. Look, Julio, Godwin, Gage even being a little beat up through the preseason. gonna keep being valuable because he's the consistency in this offense. If you can get him, get him. Next up, Michael Thomas is back. He just feels like himself. And with better quarterback play, which they should get next year, I, I think Michael Thomas is just Michael Thomas again. Finally, Tom Brady is looking human this year. Not Not bad. He just doesn't look like himself. And I think it should be interesting to follow that moving forward. Player of the game, I'm going to take the fight between Lattimore and Evans. Great television there. Next up, the 2-0 undefeated Giants take down the Panthers, 19-16. It's funny to It's funny to talk up the Giants and immediately lead with, I don't want a Giants player in fantasy. I just don't. I, I don't think there's any value there. Next up, CMC keeps bailing himself out. Bad games are going to come for CMC. He keeps breaking out these large runs, but I he just doesn't look like the same level of dominance that we had seen previously. I think some bad games are going to come for CMC moving forward. Next up, Carolina is going to be in play for the number one overall pick. Their offense looks horrible, and their defense does not look like the level that they were at last year. Carolina might be making a play for that number one overall pick next year. Next up, the Patriots on the nationally broadcast Sunday slate take down the Steelers 17-14. to 14. First off, whoever is making these national broadcasts, putting the Patriots and Steelers and Bucks and Saints on national, bad call. Get, uh, rough call, especially looking at some of the games from this morning slate. First off, be wary of Najee. Without a touchdown, he feels very dull. He's inefficient. He's playing through behind a rough offensive line. And if the passing game in that offense gets better, I think he loses one of the few things still keeping him relevant. Next up, Jacoby Myers is going to be the guy to hold in the Pats offense, but avoid him if possible. I mean, Patriots wide receivers are just an ad in case something happens. But if nothing happens, they are worthless. Next up, we may see Pickett soon if Trubisky can't figure it out. The Steelers are a team that want to make the playoffs and think they can make the playoffs. Trubisky doesn't look like the type of player to get them there. If they are going to try and make a playoff push, I would expect to see Pickett sooner rather than later. Player of the game, I'm going to take Friermuth. He's the fun one, and he's going to make a tight end one push this year. Next up, the Jaguars. Shut out the Colts. 24 to 0. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Takeaway number one. The Colts cannot play in Jacksonville, but Matt Ryan looks bad. Like he, he maybe maybe losing Pittman was more than we thought it was going to be, but he does not look like himself. Next next up, Christian Kirk is that dude. He might make a wide receiver one push this year with the way they are using him in this offense. I mean, he doesn't look like 78 million, but he looks like a cool 50 mil at this point. Next up, Trevor Lawrence looks like a number one overall pick again. He just looked like himself in this game, whether that's the Colts defense being worse than we thought or if just playing at home helped him out. But he looked like the player they drafted player of this game. I'm going to take Evan Ingram, because at the time of me writing this out, he was the highest scoring player in my league record t- today. Next up, the Dolphins win a Game of the Year candidate over the Ravens, 42-38. to Look, I get it. Tua will get shaded for only winning on broken coverages. I know there isn't a video option here, but there was air quotes around that. But he made multiple MVP-level throws in this game that will not make it on the YouTube highlights. Go back and watch this game. Tua is performing at an impressive rate, and if his deep ball keeps being good enough to hit Tyreek and Waddle down the field oh boy is he going to be a fantasy steal this year next up Waddle and Hill can both smash in the same game look I know it had to be a shootout but this this seems like just a sign of what's to come if they need to and they're going to be down in the games which I mean they got two games against the Bills this year Waddle and Hill can both hit in the same game Next up, the Ravens offense is a two-man race, but keep an eye on Isaiah Likely. He could potentially become that third option there, and he's showing out a little bit more each week. Player of the game, I'm going to take Tua. That's it, just Tua. Good for him. It feels good. Next up, the Falcons almost upset the Rams. First off, Stafford does not look like himself, but that doesn't really matter to the Rams' offense. If you have fantasy assets in that offense, they can produce with Stafford still being disappointed, And if he keeps throwing multiple interceptions, Stafford is going to be disappointing. You're just handing your, handicapping yourself by four points each week if Stafford keeps throwing like that. It's rough. Next up, Henderson still looks like the best of the Rams' backfield. aker got a lot of play in this game, but Henderson just looks like the better player. Next up, the Ravens off... Oh. Oh, I was backing up. Next up, start getting worried about Kyle Pitts. The Falcons put up more than 20 points, and Kyle Pitts had two receptions. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. And I don't think it's a coincidence that player of the game, Drake London, came in and all of a sudden Kyle Pitts is nothing. Player of the game, Drake London, for being the most interesting rookie through two weeks. Next up, the 49ers overcome a gruesome gruesome injury to their franchise quarterback and beat the Seahawks 27-7. First off, the 49ers are sketchy for fantasy, but hopefully some consistency at QB will help that out. Look, Trey Lance is good. Running quarterbacks are a good thing for fantasy, but they tend to benefit themselves more than anything else. And with a more pass-heavy quarterback going behind center, there's a good chance this is nothing but upside now for Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle when he comes back. Next up, Ayuk is becoming the number one pass catcher in this offense. But in terms of fantasy assets, Debo still reigns supreme. Debo wins with his rushing upside. But in terms of a pa- purely passing game, Ayuk is slowly developing into a very consistent wide receiver. Maybe not Devontae Adams or Jefferson, but maybe Brandon Cooks. I-, I think that's a real possibility for him. Next up, Geno might just be really good for Lockett. I don't really have anything else to add on there. Gino might just be good for him, but rough for DK Metcalf, which is kind of sad to see. Player of the game, I'm going to take Jimmy G for still being handsome and performing on such short notice because, ooh, that's got to be rough, especially given how tumultuous of an offseason it was. Next up, the Cowboys hold off a late-game surge against the Bengals, 20-17. to First off, Mixon's efficiency is scary. If he stops getting such a good workload. Look, the reason we've enjoyed seeing Mixon these last couple weeks and the last weeks of last season is because even though he isn't being terribly efficient, he's gaining a significant workload. It's the Najee, the Najee Harris rose colored glasses. It feels like he's doing really well because he's getting fed the ball. If that stops happening, you should be worried about Mixon. Next up, the Cowboys can still make a play, make the playoffs on the back of their defense. Look, Dak is only out for a while. If their defense can hold them in these games just enough that Cooper Rush can do his job, the Cowboys might still make the playoffs. They look good, especially against former AFC champ, the Cincinnati Bengals. Next up, Noah Brown and CeeDee Lamb are surprisingly a legitimate pairing at wide receiver. And I think Noah Brown might be a sneaky sleeper moving forward, even if Michael Gallup comes back, because I don't think he's seeing his immediate workload right away. Noah Brown is interesting. Next up, the Broncos pull a late surge to beat the Texans 16-9. to <sighs> First off, Sutton is a high-end wide receiver too, especially if Judy misses time. He's going to be that volume-dependent player but he has every opportunity to pull up seven catches on hundred yards each week. And especially if the Broncos are going to need to keep winning these late game games, because boy, did they not look their passing game, not look good against the Texans of all teams. Next up, Damian Pierce is back as the RB one in Houston. He is valuable and he didn't really show out this game because he didn't get in the end zone. But if he starts getting in the end zone, Damian Pierce is going to make a high-end RB2 push with his workload if this continues. Finally, Broncos fans should be worried about Russell Wilson's performance this week. Look, the final stat line looks okay, but there was a point in this game where he was completing less than a third of his passes. If Russell Wilson can't figure it out, the Broncos franchise might be tanked for the foreseeable future because he is on a big contract for the near future. It. It's scary if you're a Broncos fan right now. Player of the game, I'm going to take Cortland Sutton because I couldn't come up with any good jokes. Next up, the Cardinals make a crazy comeback to beat the Raiders. Takeaway number one, Marquise Brown may be better as a number two target. Look, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back and he is not lining up against number one cornerbacks each game, I think Marquise Brown is going to be possibly even more valuable than he is as the number one. There's a lot of good here for Marquise Brown. He might produce as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three before Hopkins comes back, but there's a legitimate chance there's two wide receiver twos in that offense when Hopkins is back. Next up, Dorch is going to be a valuable asset, at least until Hopkins comes back. He is being used as the number two, maybe even number one wide receiver in this offense, and he's succeeding in that role. I think there's a legitimate chance if Dorch keeps performing like he does, he just has Rondell Moore's job for the foreseeable future. Next up, once again, three volume-dependent players can't produce for fantasy in the same offense. Looking at you, Renfro, Waller, and Adams. Adams got bailed out with a touchdown, but... If it weren't for that, we'd be looking at a very bad game for him, and I think that's going to be the status quo. You're just rolling the dice to see which one of those three hit. Player of the game, I'm going to take Kyler Murray for just willing a win out of this game because, boy, oh, boy, did he make this win happen. Next up, the Packers beat the Bears 27-10. to Late night game here for the Packers, and it felt good to watch them win again. First off, Packers wide receivers are going to be boring. If you're playing them in fantasy, redraft dynasty, I don't care. They may need a touchdown for them to be relevant. You're not going to see these high volume, high yardage games from them unless one of them starts pulling away. Lazard looked good. He's not going to be volume heavy. Watson looked okay in the few times he touched the ball. Not going to be volume heavy. Watkins looked excited, had three receptions. Like, Volume is not going to be on the friendly side of these Packers wide receivers. Next up, the Bears feel like what people say the Ravens are. The, the Bears feel like a run-first team that does not have a huge pie in terms of passing. Justin Fields did not throw the ball a lot in this game. He did not produce significantly when he threw the ball. And the game lied almost completely on the back of the run game. Next up, both Packers RBs will be fantasy relevant, but it will be hard for them to be at the same time. Jones and Dylan are both focal points of this offense, but it feels like we're going to have a lot of Jones weeks and Dylan weeks. We're not going to continuously see them hit back to back, and that kind of makes them scary for redraft. Player of the game, I'm going to take David Montgomery becoming a Hall of Famer as soon as I decide I don't want him. That's rough. And with that, we have cleared every single game from the Sunday slate. I appreciate y'all tuning in, listening to my dumb little jokes and dumb little talking points. And I welcome you to come back next week where I think we might start having someone new on the show. And with that, I also want to announce this show will hopefully be start being recorded Sunday night. And we could start getting into your podcast feed a little bit early for you because I know we're a little bit behind releasing this Monday night, Tuesday morning. So I, I hope all that is very exciting for y'all, and I look forward to welcoming y'all to the new weekend Review next week. As always, I'm your host, Big Billy. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.